This episode of Little Bit of Life podcast is sponsored by Combat Beauties Apparel. Thank you for finding your way to a place where trauma exists, pain is real, and victims' voices are heard. We see you, we hear you, we stand with you. Combat Beauties embodies a passion with purpose in their apparel. Their mission is to combat sexual assault in the military, supporting victims and survivors by promoting change through social awareness, and they strive to bring awareness and eradicate sexual assault in the military through apparel products in direct support of their service members and veterans. They stand with believers, they stand with the voices of victims, they stand as protectors, and they will continue to stand and advocate for change. A passion, a purpose, apparel. Make sure you order today at combatbeautiesapparel.com and make sure to follow their journey on Instagram at Combat Beauties Apparel. Welcome to Little Bit of Life Podcast. I'm your host, Tabitha, better known as Little on social media. A lot of you may know me from social media, but Little is shown off the apps. This podcast is dedicated to having the real, raw, and occasional chats on topics of what we seem to think but don't say. Special guests will join in that have impacted me along the way. Very little is left off limits. Enjoy on your favorite streaming platform, watch live videos of interviews on YouTube, and let's dive into some topics together. Welcome into another episode of Little Bit of Life podcast with your host, Little. When I heard the passing of Navy Petty Officer Elijah Rivera, my heart sank. We lost another female and at the hands of something that never should have happened. The media took hold of this story, and they're now calling it the Navy Love Triangle. Yes, it did involve her live-in partner, and yes, it did involve his ex-wife. But truly, what needs to be at the center of media attention and focus is the life that was lost and that of Elijah Rivera. I am very honored to have her sister Monica on this episode today to share with us about her sister and also to share about that fateful evening and the upcoming case and court in June. Please make sure to listen in closely to this very special episode and share this out. We need to be the voice for her sister, Elijah Rivera, and make sure that we get not only justice for her, but justice for all that lose their life in the military. Hey guys, welcome in to another episode, Little Bit of Life podcast with Little. I have on an amazing host with me today. I'm going to allow her to not only introduce herself, but tell us why she is here today. We are talking about domestic violence, but we're also talking about how it affects the families long after a situation has occurred. So welcome on. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you. My name is Monica Rivera. I am actually on today to bring awareness to my sister, Elijah Rivera, um, who has recently been um, taken from us tragically due to a domestic violence situation involving uh, gun violence. She was murdered March 21st, 2023. Um, She was currently serving in the Navy in Suffolk, Virginia. Her and her partner have been together, you know, as of right now, about a year now. Um, I first heard about him back in March of last year. And of course, their relationship, just like any other situation, has been, um, you know, ups and downs. Some people liked him. Some people didn't like him. um, But we didn't really hear much about him. Of course, you know, my sister's serving in the military. We live in Massachusetts. She and her family, they moved to Florida. So there's always been quite of a distance between us. However, um, once she was stationed in Suffolk, Virginia, we haven't really 
you know, seen or heard much as of what's been going on in regards to her personal life. So um, just, it's been a lot definitely about hearing about her story and just having to accept the reality of what's been going on. Mm -hmm. So many that have taken this story are calling it the Navy love triangle. And I feel like that's so hard to hear and difficult to hear because it's taking away the loss of your sister and truly what happened. So on that day, um, obviously for those that don't know this story, she, uh, we tragically lost her due to her partner. Um, like you said, they were together for a little over a year. A lot of stuff is coming out as is normal, you know, when things happen. Um, and it's come up that his ex-wife uh, was there at the location. So can you give us a little bit of kind of how that day happened? There seemed to be a call that was placed at 4 a.m. Can you kind of take us back to that day from what you know? Okay, so from what I know, um, around 4.20 in the morning, March 21st, my sister was actually on a Navy duty. And for those who do not know what Navy duty is or have heard of it, Navy duty is where you are supposed to be on the ship for 24 hours, serving your time. Uh, you're not able to leave. You're not able to get off the ship. You're supposed to stay for 24 hours. However, that night of March 21st, my sister got a call or a message from one of her friends. Um, also more information we found out later on, uh, pretty much saying that Darian Rob, her current live-in boyfriend, um, was allegedly cheating on my sister with his ex-wife, Michelle Robb. Um, Michelle Robb and Darian have been separated for some time, um, which has also been stated on her social media, stating that they were divorced. So I know a lot of people are trying to say like, that was her wife, his wife. Like, no, it was stated before that they were no longer together. So word got out to my sister that Darian and Michelle were together and of course, just like anybody in a relationship, that's something that is not going to be okay. Yeah. So my sister spoke to um, her higher up at the time, found an excuse to be able to get off the boat, was allowed to leave. They granted her the permission to leave the boat. Again, we do not know what her reasoning or excuse was to allow her to leave because it's very hard to do so. I found out it's very hard to be able to get approval to leave off the boat. However, whatever her excuse was, um, they pretty much gave her the okay to go home. So she ended up going home and allegedly my sister had walked into the house because again, fair warning, my sister and Darian just moved in together, not even 11 days prior. So my sister and Darian had just moved in together and you think everything is okay. But so my sister went into her and Darian's home where she walked into the bedroom, allegedly caught Darian and Michelle together in the bed. There must have been a domestic dispute, which occurred and ultimately ended up leading up to my sister getting shot. And at the time of the incident, they had made a call to the ambulance um, that she was shot. And by the time she had been transported to the hospital, unfortunately, she did not make it. So hearing that was definitely hard for sure.
it's definitely just the beginning and a lot more information has come out since we've found out about all of this. Um, but you know, there are some things that may, may never be answered. Mm -hmm. This is such an emotional journey for your family. It's something that you are losing your sister. You're losing a daughter in your family. You're using that. You're losing that moment of, like you said, you don't know those answers. So what does life look like now? Obviously with that emotion and you're still holding on to that, you're trying to remember those amazing memories. I have to say from your videos and all of your social media, she had such an aura about her. She just seemed so pleasant and sweet. She had such a great smile. Um, so yeah. what does this look like now for your future and for your family? So this has definitely been something that is very hard. Me and my sister, we are eight months apart. So we grew up very, very close together. I have a twin sister myself. So a lot of people called us triplets. You know, however, we share the same dad, different moms. And my sister had moved to Florida back when we were a little bit younger. But however, we were able to continue to maintain that relationship because she would come up every year, every summer, and she'd the entire summer with us so just losing her has definitely it feels like just a piece of you that's missing that's never going to go away and I know we've all suffered with you know grief and loss at some point and we all know what it feels like it, but when it's something that whether it's grandma grandpa aunt uncle friend you know those things you know hurt but just to lose a sibling or a child like I you never think it's going to be you mm -hmm. until it really is. And you hear these stories about friends who experienced this, but you never can understand what that feeling is until that's something you have to go through. And I don't wish that on anybody. Mm -hmm. uh, those first few days were some of the hardest days that I've ever experienced with the lack of sleep, the not being able to eat, trying to just losing the motivation to do anything. Like I'm still trying to do that, you know, and everything is still so fresh, so new. Like, you know, it feels like it's been so much longer, but in reality, it's been today is three weeks since I lost my sister. Like that's not been that long. And just to think how things time is passing that you can't even really have time to properly grieve, you know? So this is, you know, now that we've laid my sister to rest, you know, I, like I said before, I definitely think this is just the beginning of, you know, it all. And it's hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, for anybody, grief is hard. And I don't know if you have, you know, children, but my daughter, my daughter's four years old. So I'm a single mom, you know, being with my daughter, having to move forward. My, my daughter doesn't even know, you know, what's happened. I've tried to keep her away from really knowing what's going on. I mean, she knows the basis of it, you know, that, you know, her Titi, you know, is now, you know, a gone and in heaven. Um, but, you know, I it's tr hard to try to I mean, keep this persona and facade like everything is okay because they feel what you feel. And, mm -hmm. you know, you don't want them to have to experience that. So it's definitely been hard. And I notice it, of course, being harder at nights. So you have that time to think. And, you know, it's definitely been hard. Fortunately, my job has been very understanding about the situation. And I've taken the time that I've needed to 
do anything. And, you know, I did go back last week for a few days, which has been a little overwhelming in the beginning, but, you know, I've taken time as needed breaks as needed. Um, and, you know, I think being around people has definitely helped a little bit more, but it's definitely been hard on everyone. So with her, with her relationship, um, being that they were together for a little over a year, um, like you said, you weren't really familiar with her personal life, but she kind of just that way. She didn't share a lot of details. Um, she just kind of, it seems like, you know, for me, I like to have my support system, but I don't like him to be in my business. If something's going on, I don't want everybody to know. I want to feel like I have it all put together. So is this yeah. shock to your family to hear that this had happened? It actually is. It really is. And more so the fact because, again, they had just moved in 11 days, uh, 11 days prior to the situation. And even just the day before or two days prior, like you would have never thought this is something that could have happened. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, of course, with speaking with her friends, you know, I also did notice some changes that had happened with my sister because, again, we were very tight we talked all the time and of course getting into any relationship you know people don't really talk as much because you're so busy you know you know trying to give time to your partner and if you have kids and doing things so you don't really have that time that you do or you portray or give you know when you are in a relationship to when you're not in a relationship so I definitely you know did see that shift a little bit However, it wasn't really until her birthday this past January where I had, you know, text her and I'm like, hey, happy birthday, sis. Like, I love you. And it took a few days for her to respond to me. And that was very unlike her. But of course, I knew she had like friends she was doing things with. But again, it was just like, you know, just to find out like she wasn't really talking to her friends as much. She wasn't seeing her friends as much. You could see like she was just pulling away that showed potential signs that maybe something was going on that we didn't know mm -hmm. but um and again like her friends definitely speculated a little bit more because they were physically there rather than us being verbally there um so even her friends started to question some things like she wasn't seeing them as much and you know their relationship has altered a little bit as well so mm -hmm. you know I definitely from a relationship standpoint, of course, she didn't tell us everything. But you know, in the past, she has, you know, we were really that close that we felt like we could tell each other everything. Um, but this relationship, for sure, like, you know, we're getting older, you know, she's been away. So it's like, I completely understand. Mm -hmm. So hearing this, and the fact that like, the family didn't find out, you know, as soon as the friends that were locally there did. And you know, that they were planning to kind of withhold it until they got a hold of, you know, our parents. So, you know, it was definitely hard. Mm -hmm. I feel like I didn't find out properly. And that also was hard as well. So it's just, it's definitely, you know, touched a few nerves and, you know, raised some emotions and speculations and, you know, some questions and doubts and, you know, but I mean, I guess that's all a part of the emotions that surround grief. So mm -hmm. I guess she, she was active in the military. Do you feel that the military has been very supportive with your family? Um, and answering no. questions, because we do a lot of military stories on here. And when we talk about, you know, those that are active in the military that have passed, there seems to be kind of a linear line of families feeling that, you know, that they just are not getting all the information. There's some there and it's leaking out here and there. So has that kind of been your family's experience as well? 
I definitely do think so. I feel like the military, the Navy, I feel like they're doing what they think is enough. However, it is not enough. Like if you're raising a flag in my sister's name that was um, risen the day of her passing or wanting to bring us onto the boat and do like a little um, ceremony for her. However, like you guys have withheld your service members from wanting to speak about my sister's story or wanting to come to her candle lighting or her services. I feel like the people on the U as as George Washington just were not, you know, very understanding or, you know, they were in a sense, but just not enough to a point where you feel like that that's something you're comfortable with for someone so close to you that was tragically taken. Mm -hmm. You know, there wasn't a press release. There wasn't, you know, the Navy wanting to speak up in regards to her story or situation in regards to two service members who were actually three, because if you consider Michelle Robb, who was a former service member in the Navy, and she had parted ways, I guess, recently, but three service members that were involved, and you guys are just trying to not really speak about the situation or bring awareness to the situation or her name, and you guys are actually trying to keep it in and not really talk about it. Mm -hmm. There was also um, a Navy um, Facebook group that someone had shared and brought my story on and someone had the audacity to say you know they took it down and said don't post negative stuff like this that definitely took me by surprise because again for the navy being you know someone who is supposed to fight for their people and you know do these things it feels like they're just not doing enough mm -hmm. so it's definitely been hard you know i appreciate the little things that they are doing on behalf of my sister but it's like, when it's someone this close to you, nothing is never enough. Mm -hmm. I saw that your family did a candlelight vigil and it was interesting because of the post, no one was allowed to leave that boat. They made it a oh. mandatory training that just so happened to fall on that day. So not even those that were close to her, her friends, her support, her confidants were able to even attend. Correct. That affected me. Yes. And can't you just imagine the anger that, you know, boils for the people who were really closest to her And you know, although some of her friends did, however, if you were on duty that night, or if you were on the boat that night, you were not allowed to leave. And I think again, for the reason that it was last minute, thing that happens in life could be last minute. Mm -hmm. If you have children, you understand the word last minute. So the fact that I feel like they were just very insensitive to friends who were very close to my sister or even just wanted to be there, it was just not fair to them. And I mean, I get under understand you guys have things you guys need to do, but in a situation like this for people who were so close to her, I'm pretty sure there was somebody else who could have done it or you guys could have done it the next day. Like you guys couldn't put one day aside, just even a few of your people like, no, you guys have to be very selfish. And I feel like it just wasn't fair on their end to be like, oh, you cannot leave the boat to go to her candle lighting because this is something that's last minute. Like that's just wasn't fair to people who wanted to be there and didn't have the opportunity to because of it. Agree. So what does the future look like for Darian? We see a lot of media oh. posts, but it's so hard for me. And that's what frustrates me so much. 
your sister was the victim. And we're not even talking about her name. We're not spreading her name. We're not spreading awareness. And when it comes to domestic violence, whether it's military related or civilian related, this happens so often. Almost like the focus that the victim then becomes, oh, well, this was a problem versus honoring the victim for being going through everything, whether they have passed or they, you know, they're still here. So what does the future look like for Darian, especially how is, how is your family involved? Because I know this is only just the beginning. So for those who do not know, um, as the arraignment had took place about a week after my sister's passing, Darian, of course, wanted to um, plead not guilty in a result of self-defense. So obviously, that's something we all anticipated. That's something that's not surprising from that standpoint. That's 90% of all these cases, people try to plead like not guilty in a form of self-defense, which I understand. However, this is a life that was taken tragically, that a military service member was properly trained how to use a gun. And you're going to say it was in Mm self-defense. So at the time of the arraignment, of course, you know, he wanted to be released on bond and the judge was really considering it. The judge was really considering allowing Darian to be released on bond. And that's something that we didn't want to happen. But obviously the judge was like, you know, there's not enough information going around. You know, obviously, you know, Elijah's not here really to tell us the full story. Um, However, his, uh, our defense attorney at the time ended up coming out with a phone call that was placed during the time of my sister's passing and the arraignment date where Darian called his ex-wife, Michelle Robb, ultimately discussing a plan that when Darian was released on bond, that they would flee the state, change their identities, and pretty much try to get away from the situation. Like, not even realizing that these calls are recorded, like, how would you not know? But you know what? That worked in our favor. I'm not even mad at it because karma comes back. Mm-hmm. karma comes back it will bite you so the fact that that call happened the judge looked at him and was like you yeah denied bond denied good so that was definitely a relief on our part you know unfortunately me not being able to be there but being you know that day I was texting my brother back and forth that morning like please just update me when you get the information and just hearing like you wouldn't even believe what happened. It was definitely like, I just cried of like happiness and relief in a sense, because it's just like, this is just the beginning of something that could could have possibly turned bad mm-hmm. in a sense where he could have been released and, you know, gone on bond and this case being completely misconstrued to a sense that, you know, did not work in my sister's behalf. Like, there is not at the time enough information that surrounded this story that it could have worked in his favor. However, because of it, if you are not guilty or regretted some of the things you did, why would you want to flee? Yes. If you did not want to be with my sister, like, wasn't it just as simple as going back to Michelle, like, and leaving and raising your two kids as is like, but no, you, you took a life, you're guilty. And even Michelle, we still do not know till this day who, pulled the trigger. I don't know if Darian's tried to cover up for Michelle or Michelle 
you know, is not speaking on behalf of Darian. Like there's still things we do not know. However, Darian is a service member who was trained to do these things. I would not doubt or question that he did it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Michelle, regardless, is an accomplice. So y'all screwed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely up on that so we will be back in court on june 22nd to continue speaking in regards to her name there's so much that's already come out like i just know that and feel that things are definitely starting to be a little bit more in our favor and it's looking good mm-hmm. but darian he does not know what he has coming for him he does not we are a strong family and he's lucky we weren't there that day <laughs> he's very lucky <laughs> When you made that comment of they had this plan of they were going to run and change their that doesn't that doesn't coincide with self defense like you said if you took a life that those those two don't go together I mean I mean it does not like that you were not guilty in some type of sense why would you want to flee that's why it just it just was just like really like this is something that's you know, if you really felt so strong about your statement and being not guilty and wanted to be released on bond, like you definitely could have done a little bit better. But like I said, karma always bites back. Mm -hmm. So everything happens for a reason and I'm not mad at it at all. So Mm -hmm. I I love even have that you have that tight knit family that you now are through your grief that you're, you're finding those answers. And like you said, everything's coming together. Karma does always come back. And I'm a firm believer that, you know, the soul of that person that has passed wants justice. They want everyone to know what has happened. So I think that all of these connections with the calls and the video, I really feel that your sister coming through of like, you know, this was, this is, this is the truth. This needs to be heard. This is what happened. And I think it's incredible that your family's going through this grief together, but you're also trying to get justice for your sister and sharing her name. Because like I said, every time you look up your sister's name, all you see is Darian and his ex-wife. That's all that you see. And we really are doing this podcast to share your sister's name, especially coming up for the court in June. This is something that not only your family needs to come together, but the, the military community has got to come together because this has to stop. This is occurring way too often. You see a name, you hear a name, but it's it's behind that, that the family needs support from military, from civilians. And we need to get answers for those that are lost. And especially, like you said, with domestic violence, you may not see all of the, you know, all of the changes. It may be abrupt. It may be something that you never knew happened. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing everything that we can. I mean, I did have to take a step back um, because I was like, in the beginning, I was like, yeah, I want to do everything to you know, share her name and share her story. But then I'm just like, yeah, now I'm having anxiety and Mm -hmm. panic attack. And I'm just like, it's overwhelming. And I just have to take a break and just have to, at first it didn't feel real. Mm -hmm. Like at first, like sharing her story did not feel like it was my sister. So then when I like really took a step back and realized, I'm just like, yeah, like this is something that I'm really going through. I had to just pause and, you know, let my emotions kind of, you know, come through and flow um, because the only way I'm going to be able to speak about it later on is if I come to terms with the reality of this situation. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's definitely, you know, even just being with family too has brought me some peace to be able to speak more about it. But now that, you know, I've gotten to a comfort space or not even a comfort space because you're never going to be comfortable, but just a space of, you know, acceptance, mm-hmm. then I know like that's where you can really go hard in regards to being like, where's Michelle she needs to come to trial you need to start sharing her name and 
you know, where is she? Why isn't she away? Or, you know, these things. So Michelle definitely is an accomplice in this story. And I do believe she is going to be in, um, brought to trial in June, but we still don't know. So I do think she should be away though. And it's unfortunate that she's not, you know, I guess there's just not enough information to put her in jail or, you know, lock her up. And that's unfortunate because we do know. However, again, if she didn't do it, we just, we can't do anything about it. Right. Everything with this is a waiting game. I can only begin to imagine the anxiety and the anticipation of coming up in June. Um, But I really appreciate you coming on and speaking about your sister's story. I think it's very important to share her name. It's not only those that were involved, but it's about her. So if you're listening to this or you're watching this on YouTube, definitely make sure that you share this out because we we need justice for her. It's not that we want it and she needs it. So again, I appreciate you coming on, talking about her story, sharing a part of your story with us. Um, It has to be just so incredible. Like you and I have talked, it brings you right back to that moment every time you talk about it. So I'm very honored to have you on. I think you and your family are incredible for what you're doing and staying close. And uh, like I said, if you're listening to this, make sure you share it because her sister deserves it. And especially come together in June as a community. If you're military, we need you now more than ever. But if you are civilian, we also need you now more than ever as well. So thank you again for coming on. And uh, thank you so much. Tabitha for having me. I hope everything turns in your favor. I have a feeling in my gut it will in June and uh, keep staying strong. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It means a lot because again, this is just the beginning. And if you do um, happen to hear the story, we've been using the hashtag justice for Elijah Rivera post, share stories, pictures, videos, anything just to just show her face, her name, because again, this is This is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. Yes. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Little Bit of Life. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow today's episode on your favorite listening platform and share these stories to more that need to be in the know. Get in on the action with the podcast Facebook and follow the little adventures on Instagram at littlecute1az. I'll catch you on the next episode.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Little Bit of Life. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow today's episode on your favorite listening platform and share these stories to more that need to be in the know. Get in on the action with the podcast Facebook and follow The Little Adventures on Instagram at LittleCuteOneAZ. I'll catch you on the next episode.